Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is your brother Hussein Kamani. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please donate to Qalam by visiting supportqalam.com. We love being able to share this content for free, and your donation ensures we are always able to do so. Each podcast we produce has thousands of listeners, so the opportunity for gaining immense reward by supporting our efforts is endless. You never know who will be able to benefit from your donation. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept and jazakumullahu khairan. Assalamu alaikum. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi alladhin astafa. Khususan ala sayyidi rusuli wa khatami al-anbiya wa ala alihi al-askiya wa ashabihi al-tuqiya amma ba'da. In our previous class, we covered the story of Sayyidina Dawud alayhi salam. We covered his life as mentioned in the Qur'an over two separate classes. I mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed Dawud by making him a judge among the people. There are many cases in the Qur'an where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes, references, makes reference to some of the judgments Dawud gave. Similarly, while talking about Dawud we mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showered so many of his special favors on the servant of his. From among his favors was that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala combined the kingdom and leadership and nubuwa, two separate faculties within Banu Yisrael into one person. And Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَآتَاهُ اللَّهُ الْمُلْكَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ وَعَلَّمَهُ مِمَّا يَشَاءُ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him both kingdom and also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him wisdom. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says in the Qur'an, وَوَهَبْنَا لِدَاوُدَ سُلَيْمَانِ That we gifted Sulaiman alayhi salam to Sayyidina Dawud alayhi salam. Among the many children Dawud alayhi salam had, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also blessed him with a son whose name was Sulaiman alayhi salam. Regarding the lineage of Sulaiman what all Muslim scholars agree on is that his father's name was Dawood. What they disagree on and where there isn't much clarity is who his mother was. What was the name of his mother? We don't find any narration authentically established, neither do we find any verse of the Qur'an that makes reference to his mother's name. Some Jewish traditions have established some names. However, it seems that the names that they have established to um, prove the lineage of Sulaiman who his mother was, the person they claim who his mother was, Muslim scholars disagree that that was his mother. The reason is because the narrative of who this lady was isn't suitable for someone like that to be a mother of the Prophet, and neither is it suitable for Dawud to have engaged in such a relationship. As we discussed in our previous class, one of the claims against Dawud by the um, Jewish tradition is that Dawud wrongfully married the wife of one of his generals. We talked about this in our last class, the two people that came asking regarding the 
the disagreement, one person had 99 animals, the other one had one, and the one that has one says, he took my one away from me too. So they say that this was referring to Dawood that he had so many wives and he fell in love with the wife of one of his generals. And he sent that general on a death mission and then married his wife. This is the claim they make. And they say it was through this lady that Sulaiman was born. And this is where the Muslim scholars uh, refuse to accept because of the um, blasphemy nature of this claim. The only clarity we have regarding Sulaiman lineage is a narration by Ibn Majah. There is a narration that he narrates in his Sunan. The Prophet said that Sulaiman mother one night gave advice to her son. One day she gave advice to her son. And she said to her son, Oh my dear son, don't sleep all night. This is the advice she gave her son. My dear son, don't sleep all night. Because the people who spend most of their night in sleep will be in need of many good deeds on the Day of Judgment. So if you wish to be independent on that day and not be desperate for good deeds, then acquire those good deeds in the world. And the best time to acquire those good deeds is during the hours of the night. This is the one riwayah we have the Prophet ﷺ referencing a statement to the mother of Sayyidina Sulaiman Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an, He establishes that Sulaiman was a son of Dawud Sulaiman. Similarly, we know that Sulaiman and Dawud were from the children of Ishaq Allah says in the Qur'an in Surah Al-An'am, وَوَهَبْنَا لَهُ إِسْحَاقَ وَيَعْقُوبُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And we gifted him, Every one of them was guided. And before them we guided Sayyidina Nuh Then Allah says, And from his children, his children is referring to Yaqub because he was the one previously mentioned. وَمِن ذُرِّيَتِهِ دَاوُودَ وَسُلَيْمَانِ Sulaiman is mentioned in the Qur'an quite frequently. He is mentioned in no less than a minimum of 16 places in the Qur'an. Most of these places Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Sulaiman along with his father Dawood Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Dawood and then mentions Sulaiman We find Sulaiman is mentioned in Surah Baqarah, Surah Nisa, Surah An'am, Surah Anbiya, Surah Naml, Surah Saba, and then in Surah Saad in particular, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions quite some detail regarding the story of Sayyidina Sulaiman When Dawood passed away, Sulaiman had reached an age of wisdom and maturity, and he inherited his father's ilm and his father's position. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَوَرِثَ سُلَيْمَانُ دَاوُدَ وَوَرِثَ سُلَيْمَانُ دَاوُدَ in Surah Naml that Sulaiman inherited from his father. Now there is a big question on this ayah, a very common uh, objection on the apparent statement of this ayah. 
which is that how is it possible that a prophet can inherit when we learn the Prophet ﷺ very clearly saying, we group of the prophets do not leave behind wealth that is inherited. نَحْنُ مَعَاشُرُ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ لَا نُورَثُ لَا نَرِثُ وَلَا نُورَثُ Both riwayat are there. The Prophet ﷺ said, we group of the prophets, we don't inherit, neither do others inherit from us. In some riwayat, it just says that we are not inherited from. Now the statement of the Prophet ﷺ, there are um, many questions that the scholars of hadith and also scholars of the Qur'an have raised, and one of them is this. That you say that a prophet is not inherited from, but very clearly the Quran says that Sulaiman inherited from his father Dawud. Therefore, Dawud was inherited from. So, regarding this, Imam Qurtubi he underneath this ayah quotes one of the famous Mufassirun of the Quran, Al Kalbi, and he writes, Kana li Dawud Dawud had 19 children. That it was from these 19 children that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave um, the inheritance of children, I'm oh, sorry, the inheritance of the nubuwa and kingdom to Sulaiman alayhi salam. The inheritance being mentioned here is regarding position, not regarding wealth. He makes his point very clear. He inherited position, he did not inherit wealth. And in Islam, when we talk about inheritance, we are very particular to make it clear that the inheritance we speak of in Sharia is regarding wealth. Do you guys understand? You don't inherit position in Islam. If one person was an imam, it doesn't mean that the one after them will be imam too. There's no such thing. In Islam, you inherit wealth though. If a person dies, one-third goes to this person, one-half goes to this person, one-sixth goes to that person, one-eighth goes to that person. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that Sulaiman inherited from his father Dawood, this is not wealth. Rather, this is a position that Sulaiman took after his father. And it was because he was qualified and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him with wisdom, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him with knowledge. وَقَالَ ابْنِ الْعَرَبِي قَالَ فَلَوْ كَانَتْ وِرَاثَةُ مَالٍ لَنْقَسَمَتْ عَلَى الْعَدَدِ That had this ayah been talking about uh, inheritance of wealth, then what that would mean is that it would be equally distributed among all of his kids. But the Qur'an doesn't mention the other children being a part of the inheritors, it specifically mentions Dawud therefore it couldn't have been wealth. Because if only one child inherits and the others are left out, this is dhulm, this is oppression. And how is it possible that we can attribute an oppression to a prophet of Allah, Dawud and to Sulaiman Unfortunately, in our community, in our day and age, this sort of oppression happens a lot. Nabi warned us of this. He said that, you know, a person does good deeds their entire life. But right before they die, they lose out. It's because they deprive one of their relatives of their right, their inheritance. So many people like this in our community. MashaAllah, you'll see them standing in the front self. MashaAllah, you'll see them reading Quran. MashaAllah, you'll see them going for Hajj and Umrah, and you'll see them giving sadaqah you know, to the community and being very generous with the people of the community. But when it comes to inheritance, sometimes it's because they don't want their daughters to have the money because they feel like their daughters are not a part of the family anymore. Now they've gone to another family and why should my wealth go to another family? That's how some people you know, think 
a very twisted thought, but nonetheless, that's how they think. Other people, they say, why should I give to my son? My son wasn't obedient to me. I only want to give to my daughters. Another person may say, I have two sons. One financially contributed to me. The other one didn't. So why should I give to him? Wiratha is not up to you. Wiratha is a haq that is given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And once Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives a haq, no one has the right to deprive the person of that right. No one does. There is no scenario in which a person inherits less than what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prescribed to them. The only scenario is they forgive, which really isn't a deprivation. In reality, it's them passing on what they have. Otherwise, there is no scenario in which you can deprive someone of another person's inheritance. Actually, there is one scenario. Uh, the scenario is the person who, if the person is convicted of killing the person. So if a son is convicted, or if someone is convicted of killing a person, in this scenario, some fuqaha have proposed that that person will be deprived of his wiratha if he killed them because of the wiratha. Their father was a wealthy person, he killed this man to take the wealth. Some fuqaha have suggested and proposed that this is the one scenario that what will happen? You'll cut him out. You'll cut him out from the wiratha because of his obvious hideous and horrible um, crime. Muqatil says, a famous Mufassir of the Qur'an, Rahmahullah. كَانَ سُلَيْمَانَ أَعْظَمَ مُلْكًا مِنْ دَاوُودُ وَأَقْضَى مِنْهِ That Sulaiman was granted with a bigger court. His judgments were greater. And he was granted with more kingdom than his father, Dawud So when it came to square footage, Dawud kingdom, Sulaiman kingdom was much bigger. Dawud kingdom was smaller. وَكَانَ دَاوُودُ أَشَدَّ تَعَبُّدًا مِنْ سُلَيْمَانِ but when it came to worship, Dawud was much greater. Nabi repeatedly gave the example of a perfect balanced ibadah like that of Dawud That Dawud fasting was balanced. His qiyamul layl and tahajjud, his night prayer was also balanced, which is something we discussed. The ulama, they write, just, to, just so you can have a timeline on where we are right now in history, إِنَّ بَيْنَ مَوْتِهِ وَبَيْنَ مَوْلِدِ النَّبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم نَحْوًا مِنْ أَلْفٍ That between Sayyidina Sulaiman and the birth of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم is roughly 1700 years. 1700 years between Sulaiman and the birth of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Qur'an in more than one place that He showered His special favor on Sulaiman alayhi salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا دَاوُدَ وَسُلَيْمَانَ عِلْمًا That indeed we gave Dawood alayhi salam and Sulaiman alayhi salam knowledge. This is what made them special. It wasn't just their strength, rather it was the knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them. And the two of them were constantly appreciative to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, we gave them knowledge immediately. وَقَالَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ قَالَ is both of them. قَالَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الَّذِي فَضَّلَنَا عَلَى كَثِيرٍ مِّنْ عِبَادِهِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ They immediately praised Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the favors that He showered upon them. Now what were some of the special favors that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Sulaiman alayhi salam? We covered the special favors of Dawood alayhi salam in a previous class. What were the special favors that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showered on Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salam? The first thing we know 
is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the ability to understand the speech of birds. Sulaiman was able to hear the speech of the words of the birds. When they would talk with one another, when they would sing and hum, he would understand everything they're saying. That's why if you read in the books of Tafsir, there are many incidents of Sulaiman speaking to his companions and passing by a bird that was humming or singing and saying to the people, do you know what this bird is saying? And they would say, we don't know. And then he would tell them, this is what this bird is saying. And then he would pass by another bird and ask them, do you know what this bird was saying? And they would say, no. And he would say, this is what this bird was saying. So there are many instances like this where Sulaiman would tell his people that this is what this bird was saying, this is what that bird was saying. Now these exact conversations that Sulaiman interpreted between his people and the birds, these are not established in any authentic narrations. Most of the riwayat quoted by the Mufassirun are taken from Israeliyat, Judeo-Christian traditions. And I've told you before, as long as they don't contradict our tenets of faith, we accept them, we don't mind. But if they contradict our established aqidah, then we do not take them at all. We've mentioned this multiple times before. What we do know is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Sulaiman alayhi salam the ability to understand birds. And this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَالَ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ عُلِّمْنَا مَنْتِقَ الطَّيْرِ That we were given the ability, the knowledge, we were taught the speech of birds. وَأُوتِينَا مِنْ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ هَذَا لَهُوَ الْفَضْرِ الْمُبِينَ Immediately again, he's talking about the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, before at the beginning of the verse, he talks about the favor of Allah. Allah then mentions his favor that, you know, we gave you the ability to understand the speech of birds. And again, Sulaiman is being thankful to Allah again. Before and after, what we learn from this verse is to always be grateful of the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I think when I look at Sulaiman and Dawud story, if I were to just summarize it in a few words, I see these were two people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala favored them with special worldly bounties that others were not given. Allah gave them some worldly favors that other prophets before them or after them were not given. But in addition to those favors that Allah gave them, because when I look at the world around me today, when I look at myself, I, th- I see myself as being someone who Allah has favor- favored in a worldly fashion that no one else before me was. I have no doubt that two generations back, the people in the world did not have what I have today. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has showered upon me. And where this world is going, everything is being automated. You know, you don't have to even stand there and wash your, watch your clothes being washed. You just press the button and you walk away. You don't have to even pour the detergent anymore. There's like a little, little tablet, you throw it in and that's done too. You get to choose how you want the setting and what water temperature, everything so automated. We're so blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm a big fan of using the, using the technology on my phone. At some point it's creepy because my phone knows so much about me. But at the same time, my life is, it's so convenient. SubhanAllah, it's so convenient. Someone recently gifted me um, a, um, the Amazon Echo. You guys, have you guys seen it? Oh goodness. Oh goodness. It's creepy. That thing is really creepy. One of my good friends, I was telling uh, the Dawra students today earlier at Khalam, one of, my good rel- one of my relatives and also a good friend, he has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him with a Tesla. This car is the epitome of luxury. 
You know, with the latest upgrade, now that I sit with him, he doesn't even look at the road while he's driving. He's looking at me and talking to me on his laptop, on his phone, and the car's driving, taking exits and taking, changing lanes, and we don't even know what's going on anymore. The guy's literally not looking at the road. He's sitting there for one hour just replying to emails on his laptop. That's it. And the car's driving itself, changing lanes. He tells me that he has it set up on his app that there is a time that he will enter into his car, and at that time the car will be a particular temperature. You know, it's set to a particular radio station. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has favored us in ways that's unimaginable. There was a time where someone would have to cook food. Then people came who cooked food for us. Then came the um, fast food joints where you didn't have to even wait for your food. You just drove up to the window and... What happened guys? You drove up to the window and... The food was handed to you. You didn't, you didn't even have to even get out of the car. And then a time came where you didn't have to even order it, you just put the information in on your app and the coffee's ready. And then a time comes where, let alone going and getting it, you just put the information in on your app and 20 minutes later you, fall, you track the driver and the food's at your doorstep. How much can we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? I mean, everything in our life is so automated. Everything is so mainstream. I look at Amazon, there was a time where people would have to go to a store, go to a village, go to a big market. And then came the malls, and then came Walmart, right? Walmart's a whole generation after the malls. And then Walmart comes, and after Walmart comes, then comes Amazon. And before it was eBay, and then Amazon came, and then Amazon had its, you know, its perks. And then a time comes where you can just press a button and you've purchased something. And everyone was like, whoa, that was crazy. I just purchased something by pressing a button, and they would do it again, and they purchased something again. And then a time came where now you would purchase something and it would be at your front door within two days. And you were like, what? I'm going to pay for that service. I'm ready to be a prime member. One day in two days, the package would be at my doorstep. And then came a time where that package is at your door now in how many hours? Two hours, four hours? I don't even know. You know, it's like two to four hours before I even log out of the app. The package is already there. People spend a lot of time on the Amazon app, by the way. Someone was telling me recently that Amazon launched, actually I read this in the news, Amazon launched a store where you can purchase things, uh, it was an Amazon store, I think it was an Amazon Whole Foods store, right? Where, they, where you can purchase things and there are no people that work there at all. You just take things and put it in your basket and walk out, and that's it. The purchase is done, the transaction is already done. You know, there was a time where people would call in a friend for a ride or drive somewhere themselves and then came in cabs and then came in Uber and now there's automated Uber. You can pre-schedule your Uber. Everything is so automated in our time. We should really be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should tell Allah, Allah, this is very clearly your favor. Otherwise, these advancements that we have today, the people before us couldn't imagine them. Wallahi, the kings of the past times don't have the luxuries that I have. Because I don't care how wealthy you were, your clothes had to be washed with water and it still, it still took them three hours to dry. Mine dry in 35 minutes. Like, no king can deal with that. You have nothing on me, Mr. King. I have way more than you ever had. In هَذَا لَهُوَ الْفَضْرُ الْمُبِينَ I look at Sayyidina Sulaiman and Dawood Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showered them with so many worldly favors. These people were doing things that others in the world couldn't even imagine, as we'll discuss later on. Um, Sulaiman was known for um, building structures. Maharib, Tamathil, Jifan, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions so many different things that Sulaiman alayhi salam built. And Sulaiman alayhi salam liked building grand. He liked building strong. He was Sulaiman. There's a, there's, a, there's a meaning of that name. There's this feeling of that name. So Sulaiman alayhi salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened up for him the doors of copper, melted copper. He would use it to bind his material. So his structures were so massive and so grand and so strong. Allah gave him. You know, look at the world around us and look what, the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has opened up to us like never before the minerals that this earth carries. So much is given to us. So what do we do when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us so much? I'm not a fan of people or telling people that throw the dunya away and act like it doesn't exist. You know, throw your phone away, throw your clothes away, throw your dishwasher away. I'm not a fan of that. Because I feel like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, why not include them into our life? For our convenience and then utilize the extra time that we have for good. But I think that's the understanding that we have to have. That whatever time we open up, whatever time we now have spare, because we don't have to worry about warming up water before taking a shower, all we have to do is turn the faucet, wait for 30 seconds, and the water is, it's piping hot. We have so much that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, so utilize the extra time we have for good. And number two, be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.